Welcome to the book reading program of 3ABN Australia Radio. Does your faith need a boost? Do you think that miracles only happened in Bible times? Think again. Compiled by Remnant Publications, the book Get Ready for a Miracle recounts true stories that prove that when we step out in faith, God displays His power in undeniable ways. Here is our reader, Koval Smith. This story is entitled, Unwanted Miracle. Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20, says this, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Sometimes the Lord works in your life when you're not really interested. Imagine a Christian not wanting a blessing from God. As crazy as it sounds, it happened to me. And I know that if we are honest, it happens to a lot of us. Let me explain. I was being a responsible Christian. For example, I was studying my Bible on a regular basis, going to prayer meeting almost every week, and seldom miss church. All in all, I was doing a pretty good job at being a Christian, if I did say so myself. Then I went to a prayer meeting that a past evangelist was conducting, and he made a crazy remark that I didn't appreciate. He said, If you are not doing something to bring others to Christ, then your relationship with God is not what it should be. I was offended at his remark because I was not really doing anything like Bible studies or outreach of any kind, but my relationship with Christ was just fine. The pastor was going to be back the following week, and I was going to study during the week and made him eat those words. After all, as Christians, we are all different. Some are blessed with different gifts. Some give Bible studies, while others do other things. As I mentioned, I studied, went to church and prayed. In my mind, I was fine. During the week, I started preparing for my rebuttal to his ridiculous remark. I fully intended to show this pastor that bringing in souls is fine, But it's also fine that there are those like me who have a different calling. That's when the problem started. I studied hard that week to make my point. The problem was that over and over again, I was reading verses that supported the pastor's theory. I learned that as Christians, we're to be like Christ. Now Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost, Luke 19 verse 10. Not to mention the Great Commission in Matthew 8, 28 verses 16 to 20. Or the parables of the lost sheep, the sower, the 
prodigal son, the parable of the talents, and the list just kept growing. Everywhere I studied, the theme that Christ works in us so we can work with others and lead them to Christ kept popping out of Scripture. Finally, by the end of the week, I came to two conclusions. First, there was no way I was going to debate this topic with a pastor. Second, I made a mental decision that I would give Bible studies or do something to lead someone to Christ if God sent me someone. I also decided that I would not go door to door to find someone to witness to. In fact, I pretty much decided I would not do anything to find anyone. But if God sent someone to me, then I would witness to them in some way, maybe even through Bible studies. But it had to be absolutely undeniable divine appointment, not a coincidence or an accidental meeting. God would have to make it clear. Not too long after I made this so-called commitment, I stopped at a local convenience store. I heard someone in back of me say, Hello. He called me by name, so I turned around and he started a short conversation. We talked for a few seconds and went our separate ways. He obviously knew me, but I did not know him. However, it really didn't matter because I didn't plan to see him again. Then, a few days later, I ran into him at a restaurant. Then again at a lumberyard. Then, on a regular basis, I would pass him on the road at different places. After 10 or 15 of these chance meetings, I began to wonder if possibly God could be sending this person for me to witness to. I had to admit it could be a possibility, but I was not interested in putting myself in an awkward situation on some possibility. Besides, I live in a small town and meeting the same car on the road several times is not that big a deal. In my mind, you cannot really compare that with parting of the Red Sea or walking on water. However, I have to admit these reoccurring meetings were starting to get my attention. Then the sea started to part. I was going away for the weekend with a friend of mine. He was from my church and went to the same meetings I did. We had both listened to the same pastor. I explained to him my commitment. If the Lord definitely sent someone to me, I would witness to them and even study the Bible with them. He said he would too, under those terms, insinuating that anyone would. His answer seemed a bit sarcastic, but whatever. I went on with my point. I explained while we were driving that there was a guy I seemed to keep bumping into, and I was starting to think it was more than a coincidence. I asked him what he thought. He shared with me that he wasn't sure, but if it was a coincidence, it was a big one. I told him that I was thinking along the same lines, but giving Bible studies wasn't really my thing. I did tell him that if God made it plain, I would keep my commitment. By this time, 
we had driven a little over an hour and needed gas. So we found a station, pulled over, and while I pumped gas, my friend went inside to get some snacks. When he came back, I was just finishing up, and he saw me talking with the man getting gas next to me. As we left the station, he asked, Who was that man at the station? Did you know him? You won't believe it, I said. Remember I told you of this guy I kept running into? Yes, he replied. That was him, I exclaimed. Running into him in my little hometown is one thing, but 60 miles away at a gas pump? That had to be much more than a coincidence. My friend thought the same thing. So I felt that I had no option. If I saw him again, I would ask him if he would be interested in studying the Bible together. I had no number or address to reach him with, but I felt confident I would see him again, whether I wanted to or not. I returned home after the weekend camping trip and forgot about the gas pump encounter. My wife and I were going for a short boat ride and then to prayer meeting. The moment I thought about prayer meeting, I remembered about the commitment to find this guy and ask him if he would want to study the Bible together. So I told my wife to wait a couple of minutes before we went out to the lake. Why? she asked me. I told her I was going to ask this man that I kept running into to have Bible studies. I told her it would only take a couple of minutes and I would be right back. She looked at me as if I was crazy. Then she said, Let's see if I have this right. You don't know the name of this guy, where he works or where he lives, but you're going to leave here, find him somehow and ask him to take Bible studies? Yeah, as crazy as it sounds, that is exactly what I'm going to do. I answered. As I drove about half a mile, I was feeling a little stupid. I didn't know how to find this guy, and I really didn't even know if I actually wanted to find him. I came to a stop and had to go left or right. For no reason I went left. After a few short seconds of driving in that direction, I crossed paths with a truck, and guess who? Mr. Coincidence. I turned around and flashed my lights. He pulled over. By this time, he was about a quarter mile ahead of me, waiting on the side of the road. That was the longest quarter mile I have ever travelled, because I had no idea what I was going to say once I got there. Sure, the point was to ask him for studies. But I'd never done that, and I really didn't know if I could walk up and say, Hey, would you like to study the Bible with me? I finally pulled up behind him, walked up to his window, and said hi. We talked about nothing for a couple of minutes, and then he said, Hey, you stopped me. Did you want something in particular? As crazy as it seems, I just couldn't bring myself to ask him for studies. Instead, I asked him over for a boat ride. He said he could and would be there in 30 minutes. 
That was fine with me. I went back home. I'd only been gone about ten minutes, and upon my return, my wife said, So, did you find this guy? She was sure I didn't. I could tell by the big grin on her face. I told her the story, and she was surprised. I told her he would be there in a few minutes, and at some point, I would ask him about the studies. She knew it wasn't really my thing, but also knew that I had little choice. After all, I had made a deal that if God sent someone to me, I would do this. At this point, I wasn't even concerned if he accepted the offer or refused. In fact, part of me was feeling that if I asked and he said not interested, that it would be fine. My job would be done, and I could get this monkey off my back. The other part of me was thinking, imagine if God is really using me to reach this person and lead him to Christ. How awesome is that? The boat ride came and went, and I invited him to the house for a simple meal. All during the boat ride, I was hoping for an opening in our conversation that would lead comfortably into asking him about the Bible studies. When the meal was served, I asked my three-year-old daughter to say the blessing. She did a good job, and my new friend said, "Wow, she did well." It is nice to see small children learn about God. There it was. My opening had arrived. I almost blurted out, "Not only children, but it's nice when older people learn about God." And by the way, would you like to study the Bible together? I admit it wasn't the smoothest transition in conversation I have ever made. However, I did it, and now the rest was up to God and my new friend. He looked at me with a smile and said, "Sure, I would be glad to." I was happy that this part was over, but wondered how the rest would play out because I had never given Bible studies before. For the next nine months, we studied the Bible together. I wish I could say things went smooth, but they did not. I would study all week for our weekly study, and still. Questions came up that I didn't know. Not only that, but his family was working on him to drop these studies, and many more hurdles had to be cleared. But God prevailed. We became closer than brothers, and my friend was baptized. I could not have been happier. God worked a miracle in every encounter, and it wasn't even a miracle that I really wanted. God showed me that I was wrong in thinking that I could have a relationship with Him, without really being concerned with those around me. I didn't realize what a privilege it is to actually lead someone to Christ. If I had known that, at least two things would have changed. First, instead of hoping that I wouldn't run into someone that I would have to spend my time giving studies to, I would have been praying. For that very thing to happen. Second, when I read the Bible, instead of just reading, I would have realised that God's word was not for me to read only. It was a message that, if I would read and apply it to myself, it would be 
able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus, from 2 Timothy 3.15. This changed the way I studied God's Word. The unwanted miracle turned out to be the most needed event in my life. A reflection associated with this story comes from Christ Object Lessons, page 149. Let the glorious conceptions of God possess your mind. Let your life be knit by hidden links to the life of Christ. He who commanded the light to shine out of darkness is willing to shine in your heart to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will take the things of God and show them unto you, conveying them as a living power into the obedient heart. Christ will lead you to the threshold of the infinite. You may behold the glory beyond the veil and reveal to men the sufficiency of him whoever liveth to make intercession for us. Unwanted Miracle was written by Rudy Hall, President of Remnant Publications in Coldwater, Michigan. Remnant produces Christian books and resources for spiritual growth and evangelism. You can visit remnantpublications.com for more information. You've been listening to the book reading program by 3ABN Australia Radio, featuring Get Ready for a Miracle. For more information about this book, visit remnantpublications.com. Thank you.